friends, and welcome to There's No People Like Show People, the podcast that connects and reconnects the theater community, inspires hope, and strives to help people not feel so alone. I am your host, Sarah Philibon. Today, that the day that we are recording this episode of There's No People Like Show People is Saturday, November 7th. Mm-hmm. And it is a very exciting day. Yes. Uh, historic. A very historic day. Yes. Ex- I was going to say historical, <laughs> but you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. And I feel like... Um, my next guest that I have is one of my absolute best friends in the whole wide world, and we have known each other for seven years now. Mm-hmm. We met in 2013, which I, well, almost eight years now, yeah. and so this is the beautiful, the talented, the whimsical... <laughs> The my most beautiful best friend. Oh, yes, <laughs> and she has not only two names but four names, mm-hmm. and uh, some of you may know her as Eva Joy Angeline Fisher, <laughs> is her you know proper name. Yeah. or others of you may know her as Angie Fisher. Yes, welcome to the podcast. And no one will ever know my true cat name. You know when I'm lost in thought, the name, <laughs> my true name. No one will ever know. <laughs> I- I know exactly. Maybe it'll be revealed at the end of this episode. Oh, we'll see. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I am. I am wonderful. Um, you know, it's 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 a good day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's bring. I don't want to dwell too much on the politics of it, but you know, we've got hope in our future. We got yeah. Joe Biden has been announced president elect. It's a month out from my 30th birthday. Ooh. I'm in the last year of my 20s. You've got to spend a few birthdays with me. I sure there's, have. There's always tears. There's always <laughs> laughter. But, um, you know, this year I think will be extra good. <laughs> yes. Well, exactly. And so I definitely want to be the first one mm-hmm. to, to say happy birthday <gasps> oh. to you. Me. Happy birthday to you. Me. Happy birthday, dear Eva Joy, Angeline Fisher, best friend. Happy birthday to you. Oh, wait. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. I mean, thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've got a little uh, Welch's sparkling grape juice that we popped yes. for this momentous in, evening. In, in celebration. Taking it all in. Yes. Uh-huh. A day at a time. <laughs> yes. Because I, I attempt to live my life in the sober variety, in the yeah. sober way. Yeah. Um, which is not always easy, let me tell you. I hear you. I hear but you. I just, I don't know, I'm at this point in my life where I just want all of my decisions to be sober ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go through my life um, numbing my feelings. Yeah, absolutely. I want, I want to fully feel them, whether yeah. they're good or bad or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, I, because it just feels like that to me that is how your life you have those feelings for a reason Mm -hmm. and you know you and they're telling you something and if you are numbing them with drugs or alcohol or addiction or whatever it is sure then i don't know you're just not really like fully living the human experience does that make sense yeah 
I also love drugs and alcohol, but (laughs) no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, maybe not, but no, you know, I definitely do indulge, but I also, I like to find balance. Like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I've definitely, you know, drank every day. But then some weeks I'm like, Oh, I will not this week. And it is kind of like the other day I like hadn't drank at all. And I saw um, your Instagram story and I was like, wow, I woke up feeling so much more rested and better. Mm -hmm. Like who'd have thunk? Mm -hmm. But, you know, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. We have just been so happy and both of us and excited like all day long. (laughs) Yes. Just beaming. Oh, yeah. Maybe gloating a bit, but also just beaming. Yeah. I mean, Angie has been like dancing around. She's she's been making up songs. I've even been singing in like my soprano voice again. That hasn't (laughs) happened in years. The stress and anxiety has like closed off parts of my vocal cords. I thought I would never have access to again. (laughs) Because they are. Joe Biden brought out my high notes. (laughs) Thank you, Joe Biden, if you're listening. (laughs) Thank you so much for bringing back Angie's soprano voice and you know like i i am not naive to that there is a lot of work ahead of us mm-hmm. as a nation you know there's still yeah. all the issues um that have been at hand mm-hmm. through the last four years but you know i i think that there's less of a barrier to try to fight through daily now so yes i know today i'm like all right i know there's work ahead but i'm going to take a big deep breath a big sigh of relief and let let this tension start to ease off so we can move forward yes onward upward yes it's and like that's what progress is about Mm -hmm. it's about moving forward not moving backwards not staying stagnant yep it's about it's about change it's about moving forward it's about uh listening to all of americans Mm -hmm. not just some of americans yeah and it is refreshing and nice to finally have a leader who is going to lead with compassion yes. and empathy. And clear, full sentences. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I am, I am truly eager to see how this spreads and translates, like, into the American theater scene. I mean, like, first of all, he's already talking about plans for approach for how, how do we work through COVID? How, how do we get through this pandemic? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hey, that means there's a path for theaters reopening at large. Yeah. That means that there is going to be, again, like more empathy, like put back into our nation and mm-hmm. an appreciation and respect for the arts yeah. and for like performers. And, um, you know, that's what I think theater is is an outlet for empathy like it is Mm -hmm. a way to get it into people's like so deep in their minds in a way that like they don't even realize when they're taking it in in the moment that they are being changed a little bit yeah but that's why it does and so I can't wait for it to get up and running again and um it's, it's funny like you know I had this theater class in college um And we talked about, like, theater is ritual, right? Mm -hmm. And so we would talk about other rituals in different societies and cultures. And, like, you know, everything is a ritual. Like, the start of your day, everyone has a ritual. The end Mm -hmm. of the day. But also, um, you know, like, church ceremonies and religious things. It's all ritual. Like, so it's like, oh, is that theater? Or is that just, like, a social ritual? Yeah. the whole presidency, like it's it's a theatrical thing, you oh, know. For and sure. this whole the whole campaign, the whole election, it's all been. I mean, way more theatrics than I would care for <laughs> in, in in that realm. But um, it is, and there's this ritual, and so I am excited that. And now those rituals that take place 
moving forward are going to be filled with hope and empathy and intelligence and wisdom yes. once more, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and think it's, it's going to, I think we're going to see big necessary changes. Yes. Know? And it, it's time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it, the time is now. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And uh, especially, you know, coming out of this really difficult year. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone is sort of waiting for 2020 to kind of be over yeah. and for 2021 to start mm-hmm. because I just kind of feel like we all need a fresh start. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Okay, it's time to start over. It's time to make uh, better decisions. It's yeah. time to, yeah, it's time to move forward. Yeah. And, you know, it was hard, mm-hmm. but it was also like a year we're kind of forced everyone to like look inward a yeah. bit and like just clean out some stuff. Like I know I have been both struggling, but like discovering and being able to work on a lot of personal issues. And I have been able to set more clear boundaries for myself in my life, like more than ever this year. Yeah. It's been hard. It's been nasty sometimes like certain boundaries with certain people I'm like oh well that that didn't go very well um (laughs) but you know necessary changes change is hard change is necessary yes change (laughs) is hard change is necessary Angie Fisher for president (laughs) 2024 (laughs) that can be your uh your platform but no I mean like watching some of these uh, debates that were going Mm -hmm. on over the past couple months literally every single time I kept hearing the song in my head um, from Chicago, I was like, give them the old razzle dazzle, razzle dazzle um." Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on right now? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know what? Enough about the election. Um, Absolutely. But we're just very happy. We're just basking. We're just, yeah. Yeah. Basking in the Biden. a, A day a day of, well, it's like that song from Ragtime, like a day, a day of hope, a day of peace, yeah. a day of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what always comes to mind. Um, yeah, shout out to Kamala Harris, first female First v- female vice president. Yeah. Because I, just like me starting this podcast, I started it for a lot of different reasons. But the one I, you know, I ask people, I do these interviews and I ask people like, oh, how'd you get into theater and, and what do you want to see change? And, you know, mm-hmm. and I always think how I would answer those questions. And one of them is like, I personally, I want to see more women in charge. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't yes, matter yes, yes. what it is, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously you don't have to be in charge of something major, but like, I just want to see more women like believing in themselves yeah. and like stepping up mm-hmm. to be like, I want to be in charge of this, or I want to be, you know, more women in roles of leadership. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it is so necessary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Angie, I, we, I know our listeners want to know, how did you get into theater? What is the first show that you did? All right. Well, um, you know, I'll kind of start a little little home roots action my cousins and I would make uh horror films <laughs> and my cousin he's he's working on his MFA in uh Texas um at University of Texas in in like cinema screenwriting mm-hmm. making making good old horror films mm-hmm. and um so yeah lot, that that was my start I played a lot of dead bodies <laughs> <laughs> Great. and um 
And yeah, like my cousins and I, we just truly like, we put on skits every Thanksgiving. One of them, one more thing about a past election. It's like I was probably, how old was I when Bush got elected? But there was a whole recount drama, you know, in mm-hmm. Florida. So my cousins and I, like a couple, my sister and a couple cousins were like teens, but the rest of us were like very young. And our skit that year was about like the election recount. <laughs> I'm sure her family was like, what is going on? <laughs> Interspliced with a fake Gap commercial that we created. Um, but yeah, you know, I just like, I, like honestly, when I say like, oh, when did I start? It was like the make-believe that I would play. And I was, I was never like satisfied with an imaginary friend when I was little. Like wasn't enough. So I like got all my construction paper, like laid down, taped it out to my size, like drew a friend to like run around the yard with. Like I was already like creating from a very young age, just like mm-hmm. everything. But then we, um, I went to a very small Catholic school here in my hometown and um, we would do, we did a play in fourth grade that was Snow White and the 13 Dwarves. We added some <laughs> extra dwarves to accommodate the whole class. Mm-hmm. So I was... Um, a dwarf you've never heard of. I was graceful, so I was the ballerina dwarf. <laughs> yeah, I started. I started on like voice lessons, these little voice classes when I was really little. Always was in dance. Like couldn't wait until I was old enough to start dance class. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then from there, I mean, I guess like high school, right, is whenever I like really like was like, ooh, yeah, I love this. I want more of this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just started doing the plays and musicals in high school. And again, I like very small town, so you know, wasn't a lot going on there. We did like the most random shows. Like, have you ever heard of Star Mites? I don't think so. No, <laughs> not many people have. Um, I played a character named Diva, Queen of Inner Space. Great. <laughs> Her introduction number was like, "It's hard to be Diva, baby." It sounds like Cher. It's hard to be divine. Um, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so did lots of random stuff like that. Uh-huh. Started up, you know, but couldn't get enough. And um, so I like looked, searched out for other theater I could do in the area. So like I found this organization called Art Starts, which I'm, it's still going strong. I'm still involved with today. Like I'm currently teaching an online theater camp with Art Starts. And it's very fun to be like, oh, this is like what really kind of got me going towards yeah. my theater career. Now I'm like, back at it and um and yeah and so then I went to um Southern Illinois University and what was cool was during the summer when I was in high school um they have a summer repertory theater McLeod Summer Playhouse and they would always do a high school show at the end of their professional season Mm -hmm. and it's great because they kept on like all the professional crew like all the stagehands and the costume designers and the directors and choreographers and then we, as high school students, got to work with those people. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a big influence in me choosing to go to Southern Illinois University to preserve my, preserve, uh, <laughs> pursue my BFA <laughs> in musical theater. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, because I already had worked with so many people that worked there. And I was like, oh, I, I really drive with these people. I really dig the productions they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, oh, and I already have a working relationship with these people. And... Yeah, so that's where I got my start, did a lot in this area, went to SIU, um, got my BFA there, and my class was, like, the guinea pig of the BFA program. Mm -hmm. Before you could go there and, like, get a 
major in theater and a minor in music or like vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it was just like overload, so much classwork. So my class was the first class to like officially graduate with a BFA in musical theater. There were three of us. (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely grown since. Um, But yeah, it was great. I mean, I got to do shows every single semester, which was awesome. Cause like, I know so many schools you go to and like, oh, you don't get to actually be in a show until your senior year. So like, I just felt like I was like doing the work all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I graduated in 2013 and then that's when my life changed <laughs> after I graduated. And met me. And met you, Sarah <laughs> Philibom, love of my life, my soulmate, <laughs> the queen. <laughs> my one true soulmate. <laughs> yes. We met in May uh-huh. of twenty fifth. So you like had just graduated. Truly graduated. Yeah. Got a nine month contract at Round Barn Theater. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. jackpot, hit gold, like yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and like that was such a great season of shows. Yeah. And you had great roles mm-hmm. in them. And what a great contract to get like right out of school. I know. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I think we, I was doing uh, Church Basement Ladies 2 at the time. Mm-hmm. And the next show, we lived uh, in the same cast house together. Mm-hmm. At the good old RBT. And we became really close during the next show, which which was Nonsense Amen. <laughs> which, obvi- like, it's, it sounds exactly how it is. Like, yes. it's, it's nonsense, but with men, you know, mm-hmm. playing the nuns. Mm-hmm. And so me and Angie do not identify with the male gender. <laughs> so we were not cast in that yes. show. Yes. So we, whenever they were in rehearsals or performances... It was literally just me and Angie. We had the entire cast house yes. to ourselves. My dream. My dream life. It was, <laughs> and that's when we became really close because yeah. we would go on walks together. We'd go to the gym together. Mm-hmm. We'd go to the coffee shop together. We'd go to Panera and Target together. We'd yes. just like do everything together. we just like, get blizzards, sit on the couch in the living room in our robes, yeah. just eating blizzards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was so great. All I ever wanted. <laughs> it was so great. And we're like, this is amazing. And then everybody would leave to go do the show. And then we'd be like, we have the whole house, like our house. And then they would all come back and, we, and we'd be like, um, why are you here? <laughs> get out of our house. <laughs> no one invited you. <laughs> this is our house. They're like, um, we live here too. And we're like, mm, not really. I don't think so. Got it wrong. Got it wrong. So, and then we did, uh, that was the summer of 2013. We Mm -hmm. were there the whole year together. Mm -hmm. So, like, so many memories. We did 9 to 5 together. And we were uh, the three leads, you, me, and Emily. And uh, that was just an incredible show. And then we did Seven Brides. Mm -hmm. And we did Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And just, like, so many. What do you think is one of your favorite memories from from that year oh my gosh well truly one of my favorite memories from that year was us doing those kids camps together um we did what the jungle book and wizard of oz Oz. Uh and that was really my first time um my theater career since then has like really taken more of a children's theater route and educational and i've like i've got a lot of plans and ideas I'm sewing for more children's theater work um, in the area where I live. But that was kind of my first introduction to it was with you, was working with kids. Yeah. And um, it made such a big shift in my life. Like, I remember, like, talking to friends and family about it, and they're like, wow, you, like, really light up when you start Mm -hmm. talking about working with these kids. But, oh, my gosh, it was just 
hilarious. It was so much fun. (laughs) Well, we did, okay, so we did these two summer theater camps. They were about, each one was like a week long, Mm -hmm. and you'd rehearse every day, and then at the end of the week, you had to put on, like, a full-length show. It was maybe like an hour, like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Um, We had, I think, about 25 kids per camp, so like 50 kids total. The first one was Wizard of Oz Jr., Mm -hmm. and now the first camp was kids who were like, they like sleep, eat, and breathe musical theater. Yes. And so they like, they learned all, like they were off book on yeah. like day one. Yes, came in, memorized. Yeah. Like, oh, I watched the movie, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. So we're like, great, this is so easy. Like, mm-hmm. The kids were amazing. You know, great, great, great. So then the second camp was the Jungle Book, the musical. Now these kids, um, a lot of them had never done a show before. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them, you know, didn't really want to be there. Like maybe their parents yeah. kind of put them in there. They, a lot of them didn't learn their lines. Yes. We had to end up cutting like a part of the show because yes. just nobody knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were so worried that their parents were going to be so mad at us mm-hmm. that they were like, I can't, you know, you're supposed to teach my kid theater and, yeah. and this show sucks. But like... The opposite happened yeah. because at the end of the week we had so many parents who came up to us and said, "I've never, I, I've never seen my kid do that before. Yeah. I had no idea they could do that." Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot, also a lot of them came up to me, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but mm-hmm. a lot of those kids had special needs. Yeah, and and like, but nobody told us. Yeah, <laughs> like we didn't know. Right, and like we'd we'd have kids or the the parents would come up and say. You know, oh, my child has uh, ADD, or my child has a learning disability, or mm-hmm. you know, and I, we were like, why didn't you? We, and so they 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 thought what we accomplished in yeah. that week was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, we were like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. no, I will truly never forget those couple weeks. Like it has yeah. stuck with me with everything I do, and like, it's it's so funny, children's theater to me. Like it's so chaotic, it's so stressful, it seems impossible. Yeah. And then by the end, I'm always like weeping with joy and pride. Oh. I just like can never believe it. <laughs> yes, yes, crying. And I know I mean I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, I've done I think back I've done eight children's children's theater tours. Mm-hmm. Um I mean all over the country. I think I've been in over three hundred elementary schools. Yeah. I've performed in a bunch of TYAs at yeah. a bunch of different theaters. Uh, I'm the director of education at yeah. the little theater. Like I've taught a bunch of classes, um, and I just like I love working with kids mm-hmm. so much because they're just so passionate and they're so honest. Yeah. And they're and like they have such good attitudes. Yes. And I feel like not like adults can be a little more jaded mm-hmm. <laughs> and totally. and negative, mm-hmm. you know? And um kids are they're just so great and I yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things for me about this pandemic is that I miss my job so much. Yeah. I miss I miss the kids. Yes. They're like every day I'm like, I wish I could just be like teaching a tap class right yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> you know? Or or in a rehearsal. Yeah. I think that every day. Yeah. So I know that that has been, uh, I know there's been many struggles mm-hmm. of, of the pandemic, but I think that's been the biggest one for me is because every yeah. day I'm like, I just, I just want to go back to work. I know. <laughs> I know. I've been so grateful. Yeah. I'm teaching this online theater class with uh, my friend Daniel Schweitzer right now, who I was in. I know, um, I know Daniel Schweitzer. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. That, I was like, how do I know this person? Daniel, I was in a chorus line and... Um, he's he's done Shenandoah Summer Music Theater. Yes. Probably, yes. 
Am I thinking he's of the right? He, he was in McLeod's Iron Playhouse with me. Um, he was on the Frozen national tour. No, I'm thinking spring. of Tom Schweitzer. That's, that, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking of. I'm like, hey, Tom. Hey. Hey, Tom. I'm hey, like, Daniel. Right? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm getting them mixed up. LOL. Amazing. We're laughing. Now, but, I, now I have to, like, Facebook these people. <laughs> like, stop, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm doing this online theater camp right now, and there's, like, we got the younger group, we got the older group, and, um, oh, like, we kind of had no clue how it was going to go, really what we were going to do, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of been, like, unfolding organically and beautifully, and I'm just, like, we meet twice a week for, like, 45 minutes with each group, um, and it's just such a, like, lovely little moment of, like, relief from everything, and, like, this one class, this one day, this girl was, like, we were doing just, like, you know, a little dance warm-up, mm-hmm. and um, at the end of the class, she was, like, I forgot I was in my bedroom for a moment. Like, I felt like I was on a stage again. And I was like, ah, I'm just so happy that, like, we were able to provide that space and that feeling for, like, 45 minutes, you know? Because they miss it. They need it. I miss it. I need it. I need it. Yeah. Every day. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need that positive outlet. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, it's it's been keeping me going for sure. Yeah. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. so great. What are like what are you what do you think are some of the things that you have really struggled with when it comes to this career? Oh gosh. Um I struggle with insecurities a lot and 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 with with never really like feeling like I have a full grasp on how to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so funny because like I if I look back and what all, what all I've done, I'm like, oh, obviously I'm very capable. Like, yeah. I've worked a lot of awesome places, accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I guess <laughs> I maybe, like, struggle from imposter syndrome. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, any... And, and I think I think that's where I've seen a big shift in um, where I am feeling guided in my new theatrical path. Because... I never, like, felt fully satisfied performing. Yeah. Um, I always felt, like, you know, that quick rush of, like, oh, the, the applause, the glamour, this and that. Yeah. But, um, but always was, like, but why? Like, why am I doing it? It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like enough. I don't really, like, feel like enough. And I always, it always felt, like, so hard. And I was, like, D-. and, and, and honestly, like, I love taking it easy like I'm a little down home country girl like give me a beer let me go fishing like give me a day off I will bask in it yeah and um and I struggle with like commitment and you you have to be very committed to the theater and I have found myself in times where like you know I've been lucky enough to like work at repertory theaters where I was literally doing shows like seven days a week Mm -hmm. and um I'm like oh that should be the dream I should revel in that but I I have so many interests and things that excite me that like I definitely struggle with feeling tied down like definitely like you know like we were talking earlier today about like being married to your job being married to your career mm-hmm. and that and and so I would struggle with that a lot like I was like I don't know if the sacrifice of what it takes to like really make this career happen in a way that like I am performing consistently and that is how I am like making my living Mm -hmm. is the life that I fully want um yeah so I have taken a step back it's it's funny I was supposed to um be in funny girl this spring at Mm -hmm. a theater 
out in Oregon and you know of course it was canceled and um but even going into it I was like I think this might be my swan song (laughs) I was like I think this might be my last show that I do for a while yeah and I felt very content and pleased with that because um yeah again I was like just not getting the same satisfaction from performing that I used to and Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is like um I I I don't like being told what to do (laughs) (laughs) and so so I started creating a lot more of my own things like I have um I've always been a singer first and I started learning how to play guitar and I started writing my own music and now um I'm, I'm dating this guy who is a musician and I'm learning how to play the drums and I uh, I really feel like I'm like thriving and creating things that come from within me and not um, and like I, I don't know like I always loved the collaboration and community aspect of theater but I didn't always love yeah I guess the <laughs> truly like the being told what to do I was like oh I think I need a little more freedom yeah than what this um than what this job provides for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I've kind of been taking like my creative life more into my own hands. And it's been really fun. It's been really exciting. Like I, I've been playing at a bunch of, so I'm, I'm, I'm in Southern Illinois um, right now. I'm, I'm back living where I grew up, which like didn't plan on happening. It just kind of like slowly happened. <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, I guess I live here now, and I guess maybe I'm going to live here forever. And I'm very pleased. I don't really know how it happened, but here we are. And, um, but, uh, yeah, sorry, I kind of trailed off there. No. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about your, you know, pandemic experience. Mm-hmm. Like, where were you when the pandemic started? Yeah. And how has, how has your experience, how has 2020 been for you? Yeah. Um, it's been hard of course but there uh like I, I I know I hold great privilege and I'm very grateful and humbled to say that like it has been very good for me in very many ways um I at the end of last year the end of 2019 I was on a children's theater tour with barter theater I was doing Frosty the musical it was awesome it was so much fun and it was my second time doing that show one time like was at barter this time was on a, a tour of it. And so that ended. And then I really didn't have anything else set up until the spring when I was going to be going out to Oregon to do Funny Girl. Um, so I was just kind of chilling. I was just kind of coasting at home for like, you know, January, February. I was going to head out in March to go out to Oregon. And uh, yeah, my, my boyfriend, he is a musician and this band, Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band, check them out. Um, <laughs> and they were playing this like blues cruise. This was my first time on a cruise. Fell in love with cruising. I was like, yep, this, this is it. This is my retirement plan. Sign me up. And um, But yeah, so like my year started off with this cruise. Cruising, literally just cruising through life. And um, yeah, and I was going to go out to Oregon. That got canceled, and of course I was very disappointed, but in like a weird way, like relieved. I was yeah. very intimidated by going into that show. I was like, oh my god, like how am I supposed to play Fanny Bryce? I have not been belting. Like <laughs> what am I gonna do? And um, and of course you know like iconic role. I was like, oh my god, it was a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, I just kind of it was great because my my partner and I we were not going to see each other basically 
all summer because um, I was going to go to Oregon. He was going to be, he was going to leave on tour before I left for Oregon. He was going to get to come see me do a show. So that was going to be great. Then I think I was going to be back for two days and he was going to be touring in Europe. And then I was going to be like elsewhere. Like we just truly weren't going to see each other. Yeah. And, um, and then everything got canceled. <laughs> kind of moved in with him. We got a couple cats. And now we're like talking about like marriage and babies in the future. So it really, it really kind of like solidified my relationship in a very grounding way. Um, I got even closer with like friends down here um, who, who I, I had always had like a special relationship with that I kept in contact. But um, my friend was dating my boyfriend's roommate they have since broken up, but both have new partners, so everything's going well for them, too. <laughs> but so we kind of had this good little quarantine pod all together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my friend Kendall and I, like, we started working on a children's book. We started working with this, like, organization here that does these, like, rock camps. It used to be called Girls Rock. Now it's called Y'all Rock to be, like, trans, non-binary, inclusive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now I'm on the board of that. And then, like, we're talking about, like, starting up this children's theater company together and then we started working with our other friend who's an awesome local musician and like in that basically like right before the pandemic hit we started working on a Christmas album together which we just (laughs) finished laying down the vocal tracks for on Sunday so we'll I'll I'll be putting that out there on the internet a little Christmas album (laughs) for you all and um yeah, and I, I learned how to play the drums. I love it more than, like, I, like I've like i played guitar for a few years now to be able mm-hmm. to, like, support my songwriting, but I've never really, like, loved playing an instrument before. Like, playing the cr- guitar was just a means to an end, and I discovered I love drumming, like, more than anything. Oh, like, yeah. it's so therapeutic. Um, and, and I, like, I feel like I was like, oh, my God, how am I? so good at this already but I really attributed <laughs> to doing musical theater yeah because as soon as like at first I wasn't getting it and then I started thinking of it as choreography mm-hmm. like I was like oh I move my feet on these counts and I move my hands on these counts in uh-huh. opposition and as soon as I started thinking of it as a dance I was like oh I got this like yeah. I mastered it <laughs> yeah truly and um so it was great so yeah I mean the pandemic for me has been a time of a lot of like personal creativity that I wouldn't have had time for otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a lot of fishing and I loved <laughs> fish. I acted a lot, got outdoors a lot, like got to kind of refall in love with like the nature and yeah. where I live and like just, just reconnect with a lot. What is the name of your album and where can people find the it? The Christmas album? Yeah. We haven't quite settled on a name. Okay. I think we might go with A Very Midwestern Christmas. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like it? I love it. We with Kenny. Oh my gosh. I keep calling them Kenny and Jindal. Their names are Kendall and Jimmy. <laughs> I cannot believe it. This is like the third day in a row. Am I okay? <laughs> so it's been a long week, folks. Yeah. Um, but it's been a long year. Um, but yeah, it's been we're, a long we're life. We'll be selling physical copies. We'll be putting it on Spotify. If y'all want to go follow my Facebook page, it's just Eva Joy. I'll be, you know, plastering it all over there once it's out. So you can find it there. Get a little, you know, Christmas stocking stuffer. Or follow you on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Lil Fishin, L-I-L Fishin. <laughs> L-I-L-F-I-S-H-I-N. You got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I follow every day. <laughs> 
Sally gotta watch this. She has very entertaining Instagram stories. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think that's wonderful because this is, it's like been this whole year long of unexpected time. Yeah. Which has given you the time to sort of, you know, look into different aspects of your creativity yeah. and to create new things. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I, I like that a lot because, um, to me, it sounds like it's been very fulfilling to you. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a very fulfilling time. Absolutely. Of, like, of personal growth and creativity and, and... Yeah, it's opened up my eyes so much to like what feels most important to me. And um, yeah, yeah, not that, not that like the theater was not, but like I think I was always like on, on such a roll with it, going from show to show to show and being like, oh, that's all I've ever done. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do. And it's what I have to do. Like I felt like it was very much like, Oh, this is what people expect of me. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I can kind of do uh, whatever I want. Right. <laughs> like, I started, like, I've played several outdoor shows at, like, local wineries. And I, like, had to stop and kind of, like, look at it from the outside. And I was like, oh, this is actually a dream come true for me. Like, I remember when I would have breaks between shows and I'd be, like, home for a weekend. And I'd go to the winery and I'd see someone playing. And I'm like, oh, I just want to, like, play shows at the local wineries. And I was like... Oh my God, I'm doing it. (laughs) I think it's a thing for so many people feels like a small accomplishment, but to me, like it truly means the world. And, um, and I love being back home. And like, I, I think that providing for, um, like, you know, I think so many people have asked me before, like, Oh, you do theaters. Like you're going to move to New York or LA, right. To like make it (laughs) to like uh, people will like, like in times where I've been working and being paid for theater, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, so do you want to be a professional actor one day? And I'm like, I, I am. Like, I, I am right now. Currently getting paid to do yeah. this. So, um, But, you know, I think people sometimes have this misconception. It's like, go big or go home. Like, if you're not doing big, you're not doing it. And I'm like, nah, y'all. Like, people of all, all like, socioeconomic statuses and places and just everyone. Like, I, I want theater to be accessible to all and, like, there to be the quality in it and um and so for me I'm like I'm so happy to be able to be back where I came from and like provide like you know like I I know that I'm like a talented individual who has mm-hmm. had a lot of success in the theater and like I'm happy that I can be playing at my local wineries I'm like nah like people here deserve good talent like I don't want to leave and take it elsewhere I'm like I, I want to share my services here in my voice here yeah, and um, so it's really important to me to, to I want to get even more involved with, like you know, community and and that's why I love like teaching. I love I'm like ah, I love that I have, been able to feel so much like, love and happiness and excitement in my life through the theater, and so I want people, young people here to know that they can take that path as well. You know. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm excited to kind of bring, bring it back home. <laughs> For sure. Well, I know you something like really stuck out to me that you said is that this time made you realize what is most important to you. Mm-hmm. And I know you've already like said a couple of things that are really important yeah. to you. But what what is important to you? Like what what do you like really want to see change uh, it, in the world at large yeah. or in the theater community, especially as we start to come out of this pandemic eventually. Yeah. I I want to see more honesty and 
vulnerability and, um, and like, uh, how, how, how do I phrase this? Like joy in the simple things, like in the world at large and in the theater. Like I, I see so many people get caught up in like, like sometimes in, in children's theater, for instance, like certain companies or organizations, I feel like run classes or do shows to try to make children like stars. Like, yeah. oh, like we're, we're going to make you a Broadway star in this one week theater camp. And I'm like, no, I just want to see growth and empathy and like human understanding come. That's, that's why theater is important to me and why teaching theater is important to me is just truly the, the thought of growth. And because mm-hmm. like you learn so much um, practicing any type of art like you know even if you don't master it you don't use it as a skill to earn money like if you have that in your life if you like music dance um you know like physical arts um and and, and theater like you learn so much you learn how to work with people you again like you learn empathy you learn understanding you learn uh, you were you learn a good work ethic yeah absolutely <laughs> how to work hard and so um, yeah, I want to see, and, and that's why I mean them like joy in the simple things. It's like you, it doesn't have to be this big, flashy, over the top, crazy, wild production. It's just like you can keep things simple, um, mm-hmm. just keep it really honest, really true. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I strive for with with yeah. what I'm I'm trying to do. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> my different endeavors. Yeah, that 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 can be your your second. Um campaign slogan yes yes angie fisher keep it simple yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> keep it simple oh, I love it. um i i know we haven't really uh, a huge part because i came to visit you a lot when you uh-huh. were in abington virginia yes yes when you were working at the barter theater which mm-hmm. is a very famous historic theater yeah and we haven't really talked about it very much. I know we haven't. I know. So we got to talk about the oh, barter, the barter theater, and the yes. bar- and the barter players. Ah, yes, the barter theater. Um, oh man, it it was so wonderful for me. Just I was, oh, I was in Abingdon total probably about like two and a half years, and yeah, I was at barter for about two years, and then yeah, I was back there last winter to do Frosty. So anyway, I got there in two thousand fifteen. Before then, I had like yeah out of college, went to Round Barn Theater for almost a year, went and did a show in Oregon that summer, back to Round Barn for the fall, mm-hmm. thought I was going to move to Oregon, um, that was not the greatest choice, but <laughs> it's a whole nice story, a whole nice podcast, all my failed relationships that took me to and from oh, all across the country. Don't even get me started, Sorry, right? <laughs> yeah, check, check out our relationship podcast later. Yeah, um, and... But yeah, and then I had I had gone to Updos, um, and then I got a call from Katie Brown, who is now then she was the artistic director of the Barter Players at the Barter mm-hmm. Theater. Now she is artistic director of the Barter Theater at large. Again, women in leadership women roles. Women in charge. She is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, just an absolutely phenomenal human being. Um, Katie Brown, if you're listening, love you so much. And um, mm-hmm. but yes, yeah, so I had gone to Updos. Had just driven my car across the country to Oregon, get a call from Katie Brown that was like, hey, I would love to offer you a two-month um, internship with the barter players. And, you know, it 
wasn't wasn't going to be the greatest paying job was going to be kind of short and I was so on the fence about it. I was like, oh, I just moved to Oregon. Do I really want to pack my car up and drive back across to the country? Virginia. To literally yeah, like across, across the, the country. country. <laughs> and yes. And, um, and I wasn't going to do it. I was going to turn it down. And something at the last minute, I remember like the guy I was dating at the time, we were like driving to his friend's house. And then um, he said something about like, oh yeah, but you're not going to take that job, right? And I... I was stepping out of the car and I was about to say no. And I was like, actually, I think I have to. <laughs> like there was just something in my heart so deeply. It was like, no, you have to, you have to, you have to. Thank God I did. It was like the best choice I'd ever made. Um, I went, that two month job turned into literally a two year job. Cause then someone who was supposed to be on the tour that fall couldn't do it any longer. So she offered me the position and yeah, so I was in the Bardic players, um, it was great. And, and and that's where so much of like what I've been talking about with children's theater and like this keep it simple and honest and vulnerable. Like a lot of those values got so deeply instilled in me in my work with the barter players. So over the summer, there was like about 13, 14 of us doing shows at barter. So we'd do the children's show in the morning. We'd switch over all the sets for the next play. And then we would get to be in the main stage shows. So first, I was a child wrangler for Mary Poppins. Lots of crazy stories came out of that. Um, and yeah, and then so we got to, I got to be in so many productions. Like, I think I was in like 29 shows total. That's amazing. In my time at yes. Barter. Like, insane. So great. <laughs> and um, so then in the fall and winter, the group of 13 to 14 would pair down to six people. And that's when we kind of like became our own little company. So we Mm -hmm. would do, we'd learn three shows, one for like elementary, middle, high school level. And then we all got trained in our different tour jobs. Um, So we would, you know, load all the sets and costume pieces up in a van, tour all over the Southeast part of the country. And um, yeah, and that, that was a lot where I was also like, oh my, like we gotta get like their mission was to get theater to these rural areas to these children that would not experience it otherwise and it truly was life-changing like you would see these kids faces just light up this little like spark of hope and inspiration like Mm -hmm. I remember talking to this little girl in West Virginia and she was really sad after the show she's like I wish I could do a play and I was like you can't why can't you and she was like I can't I'm too poor Oh. And and then we just sat and I had this long conversation with her. I was like, do you play make-believe like with any of your friends or neighbors, siblings? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. You're already doing a play. Yeah. And she was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if you want, like if you find some old boxes or like newspapers, like you can make a set or costumes like we have. Like, because our costumes and our sets were very minimal. And I think that part of that was very intentional to like, show these children like hey you don't have to have a whole lot like right. if you have a lot of imagination like yeah you can work with any material and make something awesome yes and um yeah so I did these tours two in a row I was the van manager for both tours <laughs> I was the only person to wreck the van <laughs> the first year just you know those big like yellow concrete pillars just like, you know, one morning, like 530 in the mountains of West Virginia, trying to pull out this driveway. The principal is watching me. I'm about to drive into a ditch. And I just, it was like, and like, oh my God, it was the worst. For some reason, they still made me band manager the next year. <laughs> 
think they were giving me a second chance. Um, yeah, but like, oh my gosh, I learned so many skills, did so many shows. A lot of them were like original plays. Um, Katie Brown's partner, her name's Catherine Bush, and she's a playwright. She's like the resident playwright at Barter. And so she writes these awesome children's theater scripts, like lots of adaptations of like novels and old fairy tales. But um, we had like such vibrant, like interesting, really intricate scripts to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, we always like, we, we treated those shows as important and as uh, intricately as the, you know, like quote unquote, like professional adult shows. And, um, and yeah, so like, I, I cannot, I, I, I have so much gratitude towards the barter theater like it made such a difference in my life and because i know that it made such a difference in the lives of the people that we got to reach out to Mm -hmm. um yeah and yeah so while i was there sarah came and visited me i sure did i came to visit you twice Mm -hmm. and i will say i think i was driving from both times i think i'm pretty sure i was driving from indiana home to maryland to visit my family Mm -hmm. and Barter is, it's not on the way. It's like Southern Virginia. So so I'm like, I'll just make this like five hour detour, like to go see my best friend Andy. And then I'll just drive the five hours up Virginia, up 81 to like go home. And Um, so the first time you came, I was working at Barter. I was doing The Giver mm -hmm. and you came and saw that. But Mm -hmm. then the second time I was living and working on a local organic farm (laughs) (laughs) this was 2017 Um, and yeah so i i wound up on this farm i was nearing the end of my barter player contract and Mm -hmm. um and i was going to start working actually for the barter youth academy um and i but i like they they have awesome cast housing at barter but of course you know once i was done with the performance my contract it wasn't in there anymore so I was gonna have to find local housing and um there was this guy his name is Jason Foncundra he's an awesome farmer um like local activist he's great and he was a huge fan of the barter so he started coming to all the shows just befriended a lot of the actors and um so I went out to a potluck out at his farm one evening and I just chatting it up with him. I was like, hey, I'm going to be staying around after my contract ends, but like, I got to find housing. If you know anyone who's like looking for a roommate or you know of a room for rent, let me know. And he was like, well, do you want to live here and work on the farm? <laughs> I was like, Jason, I know nothing about farming. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. I'll teach you. And so <laughs> lo and behold, I went from the lights of the barter theater <laughs> to the farm. And then the big kicker in this life experience was then um, Barter will always bring in a, like, outside touring production. Mm-hmm. And so they were bringing in Million Dollar Quartet, and um, they needed an understudy for this, like, short run. I think it ran for, like, a month at Barter. So they needed a local understudy. So Katie Brown knew I was very interested in the show, and she was like, oh, we would like to have you audition for the understudy while it's here. So then, um, so then I was offered the understudy role while it was there at Barter. And I was like, well, he's doing it on the national tour. And they're like, oh, they don't know yet. They're like having auditions in New York. And I was like, okay, well, can I like audition for that as well? 
And they were like, oh, I guess, why not? So then I auditioned for that. And then I got to be the understudy for it while it went yeah. on tour. And, um, but so then I was like living and working on this farm. And then I would get flown to like these casinos all, all over the country <laughs> on the weekends to be there as the understudy for um for Diane for like the one female role in mm-hmm. Million Dollar Quartet. Mm-hmm. And um it was just such a hilarious like juxtaposition of life. Like yeah. so I would go from this like quiet, simple little farm, the sun is shining, everything's bright, lively, glowing, and that like go to these casinos there's so much sound there's like blinking lights everyone's like chain smoking inside while they're gambling i was like what is my life right now (laughs) but so sarah visited me on the farm i did i did I, i woke up um in the morning on the you know in the farmhouse with angie and she got a bunch of mud one day and decided to come jump in bed and start putting <laughs> mud all over my face. This is how I woke up. And the little facial. And she said, Organic facial. It's an all natural mud mask. Welcome to the organic farm. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm pretty sure you like picked a bug out of it. I like... did. I pulled a worm out of it. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, yes. And then we went to go see the music man that night mm-hmm. at Barter. Yes. It was, yes. it was so much fun. It was really, really great. I'm just thinking, like, Thinking back on, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on your life right now <laughs> and I'm thinking about all of uh, the many jobs that you've had mm-hmm. and it's like Angie, the, the actress, you know, um, Angie, the van manager, <laughs> Angie, the farmer. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I've lived like I'm true. Like I believe in like reincarnation. I think I've lived a lot of lives before, but I also have lived many lives in this current life. <laughs> For sure. Like when I tell people like all the random stuff I've done, they're just like, I don't really understand your life. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really either. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> Where have you lived? Yeah. What have you done? <laughs> yeah. You're sort of like this like mystical creature that just yeah. kind of like travels around mm-hmm. and kind of does, does whatever, yeah. you know? My favorite job ever has been as a karaoke host. Oh, for sure. It's my true calling. <laughs> I definitely plan on getting that started up here. Like once, you know, mm-hmm. it's safe to share a microphone with people again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Once it's safe to have, a, you know, a crowd. Yeah. 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 In an enclosed space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's just like, I feel like the beginning of this year feels like it was 10 years ago. Oh, I know it. Like 2020 is still going on. Yeah. It's it's wild. It is wild. It's been going on for too long. Way too long. But we're, we're near the end. There's there's light. There's hope. Yeah, truly. We're just waiting we're for waiting for 2021. <laughs> um, I I feel like I will, you know, and well, I have two two sort of partying questions. Okay. And the first one is if you had any sort of sage wisdom or or advice to give to kids who are mm-hmm. thinking about pursuing a career in the arts, yeah, what would that be? Um, like, try it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, like, don't hold back on your interest because you never know what is going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Like, I took a lot of costume crafts class in college, and then I also, like, was the costume manager on my tour. And um, 
it, it, it all helps. Like whatever skills that you can learn mm-hmm. and practice will help you. It will help you get the job. It will help you get another job. Like just keep your eyes open to all the potential opportunities around yeah. you. Like don't just get honed in on like, mm, I'm only going to try out for this kind of role at this type of place. Like also like I didn't think I like wanted to do children's theater. Yeah. And then it changed my life. It changed my whole perspective and world. Um, so yeah, take, take, you know, eventually like I, I feel like I'm in a good place where I have learned to say no and I know what opportunities I want and don't. But at first explore it all. Like learn all you can and yeah. And like just the little things too. Like I love to like paint and draw. I'm very bad at those things, but it keeps <laughs> me like just kind of, you know, my creative juices like bubbling all, at all times. Mm-hmm. So try it all. Yeah. Just try it all. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be stellar yeah. at it all. You're not going to be like God's gift to everything in the creative arts. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's how you'll you'll find what you like. Yeah, you know what you like doing and and what is enjoyable. Or even sometimes you, you, everyone tells you like, oh, you're so good at this, but you don't really enjoy doing it. Yeah, you know. Right. So I think it's more important what brings you personal fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Totally. Not totally. what everybody else said. It's again, yeah. it's looking inward. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like checking in with yourself and being like, okay, this is what everyone is telling me that I'm good at or that I'm supposed to be doing yeah. or, you know, whatever. And that's external mm-hmm. um, validation or mm-hmm. opinions or ideas. But then you're like, but what is it that I want to do? Yeah. What is it that is most exciting and fulfilling to me? Yes. And that's yes. a lifelong journey. Oh, yes. I'm still on that journey. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> still like walking that confusing road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With many twists and turns. (laughs) And also, like, hearing you talk about, uh, I wanted to say this earlier, talking about the Barter Theater and the Mm -hmm. Barter Players and sort of making theater accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. I love that so much because I just think that is so necessary. Mm -hmm. um, Because I just don't think, like, yes, theater is expensive to do and to produce. Mm -hmm. and But if you can find a way to give theater to people who might not necessarily be able to afford to, you know, like not everyone can afford to go see a Broadway show or even a national tour or even a regional theater production. But if you can make it accessible to everyone, like Mm -hmm. to me, that's incredible. Yeah. And I, I, personally have been a part of a couple of like quilters I was free yeah in the park and like I loved that and Mm -hmm. everyone was so appreciative especially in the middle of a you know it was all outside it was all socially distanced so it was very safe right um and people were I had one person said thank you for making theater accessible and affordable yeah yeah absolutely and I think that that's just one that was like a a recent one Mm -hmm. but I did seven tours with the National Theater for Children yeah and I just cannot say enough good kind things about them as a company Mm -hmm. because all of their shows are absolutely free yeah free amazing free shows because they have all of these sponsors Mm -hmm. and big companies who um sponsor the shows so that they can be free Mm -hmm. and you know i've been in over 300 elementary schools and i've had so many teachers or principals uh thank us Mm -hmm. and be like you know, especially in places where they don't have as much funding. Yeah. And so they say, like, you know, th- thank you for bringing us a free show. Like, mm-hmm. our, our kids love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because, because otherwise they wouldn't be able to have stuff yeah. like that because they just don't have it. They just don't have the funding for mm-hmm. it. So yeah, I like love stuff like that. Yes. I love it. And it's really cool when like you see a kid seeing a show for the first time. Oh, I know. There's they, nothing like it. Oh, there's there's <laughs> nothing like there's I'm I'm like getting like, like teary like yeah. just thinking about it. I'm like tearing up over here. Yeah. And even like I remember there was a couple times you know I'm not a morning person like mm-hmm. the morning is the devil to me. Yes. <laughs> I am a night person. Yeah. And so especially like being a mom of a small child, mornings are always difficult. Yeah. For me because 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. she is like level 10 mm-hmm. volume and energy, and oh, I'm yeah. like level zero. I'm yeah, like yeah. level negative 10. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, it is 7.05, why are we screaming? Yes. Um, but I would get have to get up early for these shows, and there would just be this time where it'd be, you know, this entire class of kindergartners mm-hmm. who would just run and just all hug you. Yeah. At the same time. Yes. <laughs> like, they've never met you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't know you. Yeah. But they love you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, it's so sweet, mm-hmm. and it's so endearing. So anyway, um, that my parting question to you is: Do you have a a favorite theater memory Ooh. or or theater story? Oh that... my god! I mean, most of them involve you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you. Um, our our summer at Round Barn when we did. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat <laughs> was a dreamcoat summer. <laughs> It was like Dreamcoat Dreamcast. Dreamcoat Dreamcast, baby. Um, It was just delightful. Like, I truly, the other day I was driving around and I was just thinking, I was like, I am so grateful that my 20s involved me just doing like so much random theater. Because I'm like, I had the funnest life. That's another thing. Like, my advice for young people, like, don't forget how much fun it is. Like, I look back and sometimes I'm like, ooh, I maybe took things like, a little too seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, it was fun. I was having yeah. a blast and I did not even maybe fully realize what a blast I was having while yeah. I was having it. And um, it was just silly. Like we just had a silly time. <laughs> it was like a bunch of like dorky, quirky, weird people just yeah. like having the time of the, like just playing around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm trying to think of, of a specific, I don't know why I want to tell this one story whenever I was in, um, Mamma Mia at the Barter Theater mm, dream show. Lots of people were like, oh, Mamma Mia. I can't believe we I have love to do that this. Show. And I'm like, I am living my disco dream like every single night. Like, let me sing ABBA all night long. Loved it's it. so fun. Loved it. I, anything with a good mega mix. Like, Joseph had a good mega mix. Mamma Mia has a good mega mix. But the story I'm going to tell. Um, so we were off stage, most of the cast, because uh, Trisha Matthews, was playing Donna. She was on stage singing The Winner Takes It All. And then we had to sing our little, like, oohs and ahs, uh-huh. backup vocals off stage. So my mic is on, getting ready to go on stage. We had this, like, big rolling staircase for the show. So it would roll on and then get, like, latched on mm-hmm. to an offstage staircase. So yep. we could, you know, walk up off stage, come down on the stairs. And so it had big R pins in it. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, it had the hinges. But at this moment in time, this the... The on-stage staircase was off-stage. The hinge is open. There's nothing in it. And so I'm just, like, absent-mindedly just, like, messing with it while I'm mic is on. Everyone, just, like, keep that in mind. And I just, like, 
was just like sticking my pinky in the hole of the hinges. I'm just like, ah, 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 like singing my little alto line. And then my finger got stuck in it, like a little like Chinese finger trap. And so then the, and the staircase had to go on for the next scene. Oh no. So I am trying to silently tell my friend Joe that my finger is stuck. So I like summoned him over and I'm like, ah, ah, and we're just yanking on it. He summons over the, the TD. He's got a little head, got his little headlamp on. He's just like laughing silently at me. They're like pouring stuff on it, trying to like oil it up, get it out. Everyone's just yanking. And like the TD is like, hey, we might have to hold. We might not be able to go on with the next scene. Angie's <laughs> finger is currently stuck in the staircase. So finally, yank it hard enough. My finger, my hand flies out. I'm like pulling with such force. So I pull back and I punch myself in the eye. My contact flies out. I had a black eye, but the staircase went on. The show went on. Everything was fine. (laughs) Yeah, because the next scene is the wedding. Yes. So the staircase had to go on. I was the first one to come down the stairs. (laughs) And you're like, I can't see. And then then we got a a company-wide email sent out that was like, Dear actors, please do not stick your fingers in any holes of the set pieces. I'm like 26 at the time. Like everyone is like full grown adults, professional adults. <laughs> and I'm like, I caused the company wide email to get sent out. There's like, don't stick your finger in the hole. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like any time that you get a company wide email that says, Please don't stick your finger in holes. <laughs> you know that you've made it. You're the problem child. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. Yeah, well that's oh, That's so funny. <laughs> Angie, you are one of the funniest people I know. <laughs> Why, thank you. Like, truly, you are so funny. <laughs> I, I just oh. love, like, I could just lay in a bed or, like, lay in a grassy meadow yes. somewhere and just listen to you talk for hours because I'm always thinking, I'm like, uh. what is going to come out of her mouth next? <laughs> like, what is, like, I'm always thinking, I'm like, what's uh, going on in that brain? Who knows? I don't know. Most of the time. Fair. But I, you know, and I also have to say, like, you are one of those people who has just seen me through so many, like, ups and downs yes. of life. We've and been through a lot. A, a lot. <laughs> yes. Like, and I know, like, we became really close because 2013, like, that was a hard year. Yeah. That was, like, especially, especially in our personal, like, a lot of oh really, gosh. like, difficult, yes. painful things. Dark ha- times yeah, for us. Yeah. It happened in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. And that we had each other. Yeah. We really did. And, like, me, like, just saying, I feel like, again, like, I teared up, like, three times during <laughs> during this podcast interview already. I know. But it's, like, those words that just came out of my mouth, mm-hmm. like, that's what Joe says in Little Women. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. she, and she, like, realizes that, like, all this stuff, she's like, oh, yeah, like, all this hard stuff said, but we had each other. Yeah. And, like, we got through it be- because of that. Because yeah. we had each other. Absolutely. And so I just know, like, I would not have gotten through so many things because you are, like, the least judgmental person I know. I feel like I could call you and tell you that I, like, set a building on fire. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, and you'd be like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. You're like, I did that last week. I did it. Probably had a good reason. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> You're like, I wrecked the van. <laughs> wrecked it. Make me manager again, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, yeah, it's just, oh, it's been all these years of, like, us working a bunch of, you know, doing a million shows mm-hmm. all over the country, and and every year, I'm always like, okay, well, how, like, I gotta go see Angie. Oh, yeah. Like, how can I? Oh, yeah, cannot live without you. I <laughs> just can't live without yeah, you. Truly can't. Truly cannot. Because uh, you came when I found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and you came to That's visit right. me at Round Barn, and you saw Happy Days. That's right. Yep. And then uh, after Sophie was born, you came to visit yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, just you, me, and I mean, we are, we're Sanji. Sanji forever. Sanji, Sanji dream day. <laughs> Sanji dream day. Sanji forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we have to end this because obviously we talked about a lot of things, but we talked about the election and we talked about Joseph <laughs> and we talked about Little Women. And we yeah. all, when I was directing Little Women, we would often joke that we were going to do a mega, a Little Women mega mix. Oh my God, And it yes. was going to be go, go, Joe. <laughs> yes. Go, go, Joe. But now it's, it's go, go, Joe Biden. Go, go, Joe Biden, you're our president. Go, go, Joe Biden, you're our president. La, 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 Biden. And Kamala. <laughs> um, one thing, whenever I was like, you know, you, youngins don't take it too seriously i played joe march in uh the mcleod summer playhouse like high school show when i was 17 and i broke up with my boyfriend that summer because i was like listen um i just like i have a lot on my shoulders right now with this role like i'm carrying the show and i just really like i gotta focus on my career is what i told him it's too good. Under the pavilion at the sick park. That's a great reason to break up with yeah. somebody. <laughs> I yeah. think. I was like, listen, I'm 17. Got to focus on my theater career. You're like, Joe March, Joe March is more important to me than you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, that's legit. That That is legit right there. Yeah. Yeah, we've also, we've seen each other through a lot of boyfriends. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just oh, too yes. many. <laughs> Too many boyfriends, too many, too many boyfriends, too many relationships, too many tears. You just, uh, I cried. You learn a lot though. You know, you learn, you learn, you live, you grow. I truly don't uh, have any regrets of the weird, bad choices I made. Like looking back, I'm like, oh, little baby you, I'm so sorry I put you through that. Yeah. But you know, you learn. I wrote this little song about my boyfriend of mine's, uh, first date actually the guy I'm with now and the little bridge of it it's like and all the time that I thought I wasted was time for our stars to line up right every mistake that I thought I made led me to your arms that summer night and it's true because like I like I, I like I was with this guy in Colorado and then I moved to Chicago and we kept a long distance relationship and like we were not right for each other <laughs> and like sometimes I'm like oh dang I should have like I would have maybe, like, hit the ground harder to try to, like, build a theater career in Chicago, like, this mm-hmm. awesome hub, epicenter for American theater. Yeah. But I didn't, because I was, like, so invested in this, like, weird, random, long-distance relationship. I was like, but, you know, it all works out. You figure it out. You yeah. make it work. Things happen for a reason. They might be really messed up reasons at the time, but, you know, yeah, you make it work. Yeah, and you, and you never <laughs> you know. figure it out. You never know where where life is going to take you. And every experience, like, like, your life experience also help you, like, 
so much as an artist. Like, you know, it helps you relate to other characters. It helps you put more honesty into your work when mm-hmm. you've lived through some shit, you know? Yeah, truly. And yeah, it truly. Helps, yeah. Ah, the human experience. <laughs> Sorry, like 10 minutes ago, you're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not, actually. I have a lot more uh, wisdom to share. Almost 30. Learned a lot. Know a lot. <laughs> yes, almost almost thir- 30, flirty and thriving. Oh, yes, I have a zebra print dress I'm already planning on wearing on my birthday. <laughs> this is why you have to follow Angie on Instagram. <laughs> I literally have already like imagined my Insta stories for the evening. I like have it plotted out in my head. <laughs> I'm a disaster. <laughs> this is where I put when I was like, yeah, I'm really discovering what's important to me these days. It's my Instagram story. That's what's important to me. See, honesty. That's where I put all my artistic energy. Yeah. It's all about the honesty. It's all about the journey. All about the likes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I just am so happy that we recorded this episode together. And thank you so much for giving me so many gifts over the years. And the most important one is the gift of a true best friend. Yeah. Truly. Oh, I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> my best, 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 my best